Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lukot HaSichas, Chelikit Aleph, Parshas, Meshpatim, Sicha Beis. And the topic of this sicha is that in this week's parsha we learn about the mitzvah of Imkesef Talves Ami, which is the mitzvah to lend money to another Yid. And we learn the explanation of Rashi that Im over here is a chayva, it's an obligation. And there are four parts in the sicha. Number one, seven questions on this Rashi and an earlier similar Rashi from the end of Parsha Sisra. Number two, we'll learn the key to answer all seven questions. Number three, the answer to the seven questions. And number four, the Yena Shaltera in Rashi. On the Pasuk in our Parsha, Im Kesef Talves Ami, so Rashi copies the words Im Kesef Talves Ami, and he explains Rabbi Shmol Eimer, Rabbi Shmol says, Kol Im Ve'im, Every im v'im, Shabbat and the Torah, Rishus, is voluntary, it's optional. The person doesn't have to do what it says there in the Pasuk. Chutz megimol, except for three of them. V'zeh echad mehen, and this is one of them. And so when the Pasuk says, im kesef talves ami, it doesn't mean if you lend money, but rather that you are obligated to lend money to another yid. Now simply, Rashi is answering the question that Gemilus Chasodim is a chayva, it's an obligation. So why does it say im kesef talves ami, which sounds like it's a rishus? And Rashi answers that here im is a chayva. Indeed, it's a chayva, and it's not a rishus. And because of the difficulty of saying that it's different than every other im that we find in the Torah, so Rashi says that there are three such cases, and the other two are ones that Rashi just taught us at the end of Parshas Yisrael. So he doesn't repeat it over here at length. And they are v'im mizbach avonim, which is teaching us an obligation to build a mizbeach of stone. And number two, v'im takriv minchas bikurim, which is teaching us the obligation to bring the minchas ha'emer. And there are four questions on this. Number one, there are other such places where im is a chayva, and Rashi doesn't explain there that it's a chayva. How come only here he finds it necessary to explain that it's a chayva? For example, Hashem told Kayan after he killed his brother, Im tetiv seis, if you do better, if you change and become good, seis, you'll be forgiven. And there it's not an option, Hashem was commanding him to do it. And so too where it says, Va'ata im shemaya tishmu b'kaili, and now if you listen to my voice, and you follow what I tell you, Hashem's talking to the Yidin, and also when Hashem tells the Yidin, Im if you go, in my chukim, in all three of these places, im doesn't mean that it's an option, it's a command, it's something which a yid has to do, and nevertheless, Rashi there doesn't explain it. And the question is, why only here does he feel compelled to explain it? Number two, Rashi says, Kal im im chutz that there are only three places where im is a chayva, while he himself explains it this way to mean a chayva in five places, three places that he mentions here, and then there's another two places on the Pasuk, Im Kaifer Yushas Olav, which refers to when a person's animal kills a person, and it says that we place a payment of Kaifer on the owner of the animal. So Rashi says over there, Im Taloi. This Im is not Taloi, it's not a maybe. Varehu Kmoi Im Kesef Talve. It's like the Im in the Pasuk of Im Kesef Talve, our Pasuk, Lushayna Sher, which means Asher, meaning this is his ruling that the Bezdin will place upon him Kaifer. So Rashi is saying that the Im in that Pasuk is the same as the Im in our Pasuk. And then we have another Rashi, that's one of the cases where Rashi said that Im is a Chayva. So Rashi says over there, 
The word im over here is used as key when you do it, not if you do it. Because this is not an option. It's not an optional thing. And then Rashi gives an example for this. He says, So too, that's how it is in the Pasuk. So Rashi is telling us that the V'im in that Pasuk is the same as the V'im by V'im Takav Minchas Bikurim. So we have five such places, not three. Number three, Rashi is explaining the words im kesef talve, that it's not optional, but rather it's an obligation to do this. So why does he also copy the words es ami? He should just write his explanation on the words im kesef talve. And number four, it's known that Rashi doesn't say the name of the author of a teaching unless it adds to the understanding, unless there's a question over here. That's not such a clear question. Not everybody will ask it, but it is a question. And it's answered by saying the name of the author. And so over here, what's Rashi teaching us by stating the name of the Bala Maimer, the name of Rabbi Yishmael? What's he coming to answer by saying his name? We're now going to present another place where Rashi brings this teaching of Rabbi Yishmael and ask three questions on it. So Rashi brings the teaching of Rabbi Shemal for the first time at the end of Parshas Yisrael, just two prakim before hours, and over there he elaborates since it's the first time. And we're going to quote part of the Rashi. He says, This im about building a mizbech of stone means to say kasher when you do it. Because it's an obligation upon you to build a mizbech of stone. It's not optional. Shenemar, as it says, Avonim Shlemis Tivne. You should build it from complete stones. Vichain im kesef talve. So too, where it says im kesef talve, Choivahu, it's an obligation. Shenemar, as it says, Vaavit Tavitenu, which means you have to lend the person money. Vichain vim takav minchas bikurim. And so too, where it says vim takav minchas bikurim, Zum minchas aimer. This is referring to the minchas aimer, Shehi Choivah, which is an obligation, Chulu, etc. So over there, it's a much longer Rashi, and we're just quoting the part. That's relevant for us. And there are three questions here. Number one, why doesn't Rashi bring a proof that the Minchas Bikurim is a chayva? He brings a proof that to build a Mizbach Avanim is a chayva, and he brings a proof that to lend money to a poor person is a chayva. Why doesn't he bring a proof that the Minchas Bikurim is a chayva? Number two, why doesn't Rashi bring the earlier Pasuk of Uvenisa Sham Gamer Mizbach Avanim? Right before the Pasuk that Rashi brings of Avanim Shleimais, the Pasuk right beforehand is also proof that the Mizbeach has to be built out of stone. How come Rashi doesn't bring the earlier Pasuk? And number three, why does Rashi state the name of the Baal here as well? Why does he say that it's, this is a teaching from Rabbi Yishmol? Now we're going to present the key to the Sikha, and once we have this information in place, all of our questions will be answered. So the explanation of all of this is as follows. This rule of Rabbi Yishmol, that every im means a rishos, except for three, it only refers to instances where the content that's being discussed in that pasuk, where the, where the word im appears, relates to either being rishos or chayva. It could either be optional, or it could be an obligation. And then we can say one of two things. Either that im means rishos, like it sounds, im if you do it, or that it means a chayva, an obligation, as in the word ka'asher, when you do it, because you have to do it. So only in instances where the content relates to being a rishus or a chayva, is the rule of Rabbi Shemol said. However, when im is said by sipur dvarim v'tanai, which means something is being told over and a condition is being presented, im, if you do this, then that. In such a case, or even, we're going to give another case, even if it's used where there is a chiyuv, 
There's clearly a chiyuv here, but it's clear that it's not being said as a command and chayva. It's not being presented now as a command and a chayva. Then these instances aren't related to the rule of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel's rule specifically relates to where the content is connected to being a rishus and a chayva. If that's not the context of what's being said over there, it's what's being said over there is clearly a condition. Or even if there is something which relates to a chayva, but that's not how it's being said in that pasuk, then Rabbi Shmuel is not talking about that. And we have two examples where we see that the word im has nothing to do with rishus and chayva, like where it says ki im halechem asher hu eichel. It says that the master of Yosef gave him access to everything ki im halechem asher hu eichel, everything but the bread that he eats, which refers to his wife. The word im over there obviously has nothing to do with Rishos and Chayva. And so to where it says about coming up to the mountain when Hashem gave the Torah, it says im behema im ish la yichya, whether it's an animal or a person, it won't live. Obviously it doesn't refer to Rishos and Chayva. It means something entirely different. So in such cases, to those words, those cases where the word im appears, Rabbi Shmuel is not referring to them with his general rule. And now we could begin answering the specific questions, starting with the first question about the psukim, where the word im is, seems to also be a chayva, im and im So by the pasuk aleim teitiv se'is, where Hashem is telling Kayan, im teitiv se'is, now of course Kayan has to improve. But that's not what Hashem is telling him there. Hashem over there is giving him an explanation for what he told him beforehand. He said, Why are you upset? Why are you down? You know that if you improve, you'll be forgiven. Now, of course, he has to improve, but that's not what Hashem is telling him. And so too, where it says, and where the commands on these things of and are already known from many places. That's not what Hashem is coming to say here. Although they have to do it, that's not what is being said in the Psukim. Over here, what's being said is a tanaya condition that you'll get the following reward. And if you'll get the following reward. So over there, the word im and these three psukim have nothing to do with Rishus and Chayva. It's being used in an entirely different sense. It's being used as a condition for something else. So it doesn't relate to the rule of Rabbi Shmuel. However, we can only say im is a tanai if we already know of the mitzvah itself. Like im and im but not if we don't yet know of this mitzvah. If we don't yet know of this mitzvah, we can't say it's being presented here, this mitzvah, that's a mitzvah, and that we don't yet know that it's a mitzvah, but here it's only being presented as a condition for something else. We can't say that. So in our Pasuk of Im Kesef Talves Ami, about lending money to another Yid, so even though it can be explained as a Tanai, meaning to tell us that if you fulfill this mitzvah, then read the rest of the Pasuk. Im Kesef Talves Ami, then Laisia Laikinesha, don't be overly bearing on this person that you lent money to. So we can read it that way. However, since we don't yet know of this mitzvah to lend money to another Yid, so it can be said that it's being presented here as a Tnai for another mitzvah. And that's why Rashi explains that in this case, the word Im is a Chayva. As in Ka'asher, when you lend, because you have to lend. Unlike all other places in the Torah, where the word im can mean rishus or chayva, and there it means rishus. And Rashi presents that it also means chayva in two other places, in order to show that it's not the only place. And the other two places are the Mizbach Avonim and the Minchas Bikurim. 
and also there by and it can't be explained as a tnai to the next part of the Pasuk. It shouldn't be from cut stones. How it should be prepared. We can't say that that's what the Pasuk is saying. That if you make the Mizbach and if you do the Minchas Bikurim, it should be done in the following way. Why not? Since we don't yet know of their mitzvah. And so in all three of these instances, it's not like the usual where it means a Rishos. Based on this, we can answer the first question on the Rashi in Parshish Yisrael. So now we can understand why in Parshish Yisrael, Rashi brings Pesukim that teach Gmilos Chosadim and Mizbah Havanam are a chayva, but he doesn't bring a Pesuk that teaches that Minchas Bikurim is a chayva. This is because Rashi is not bringing the Pesukim for Gmilos Chosadim and Mizbah Havanim to show that they are a chayva. That's not his point. But rather to show that those Pesukim only come later. And if they only come later, so here it must be teaching their chayva. If we don't yet know of their chayva, it can be presented here as a tanai for something else, as a condition for the next thing, if we don't even know their own chayva yet. And he only does this by Gmilz Chasadim and Mizbah Havanim because one may make a mistake that they were already taught Gmilz Chasadim by Avram and the obligation to build a Mizbah Havanim by Yaakov. So there Rashi has to tell us, no, we don't yet know of their chayva. Their chayva is only taught later. But one would never make this mistake by Minchas Bikurim. No, no one would think that we already learned of Minchas Bikurim. It's very clear that we never heard of Minchas Bikurim yet. So obviously this is the first time it's being presented. And so obviously it can't be as a tanai for the next thing, a condition for the next thing about how to make it. It must be teaching its very own chayva. And that's why over there Rashi doesn't bring a pasuk of where we find that it's a chayva because it's obvious that it's later. Based on this, we can answer the second question on our Rashi. According to this, the Rabbi Shemol only refers to instances where the content relates to Rishos and Chayva, we understand that Ve'im Yia Yevol isn't an instance where Im is a Chayva, since Yevol happens automatically, it doesn't relate to Rishos and Chayva, it happens by itself. And nevertheless, in terms of it being a certainty, it means Ka'asher, it's going to happen, which is the same thing as when it's a Chayva. That's why Rashi brings it as connected to the same type of im word is a chayva, because even though it's not a chayva, but in terms of translating the word, it also means ka'asher, when the yevil happens, because it will certainly happen, not because you will certainly do it. And so too, by im kaifer yushas olav, since it's not something usual at all, so we can't say that it's a chayva, we can't say there's a chayva on, on the bezden im kaifer yushas olav, about something that's very unusual, it's not going to happen on a regular basis. And again, still it means ka'asher, like by a chayva, when you place kaifer on him, because you will certainly do it. But we can't define it as a chayva, an obligation on the bezdin, when it's not something which the bezdin is, does often and may not do ever at all. And so it can be defined as a chayva. Based on this, we can answer the third question on our Rashi. Now we can understand why Rashi also quotes the words esami, because even though Gemil's chasadim is a mitzvah and a chayva, we can still explain that im here means rishus, if the Pasuk is also talking about lending money to a non-Jew. But since it says esami, which means, like Rashi says, esami talveyu v'leil that you lend to a yid and not to a non-Jew, so it must mean that it's a chayva. And that's where Rashi quotes the words esami, because it's part of his proof that im over here means a chayva. And regarding the fourth question on our Rashi, and the third question on the Rashi in Parshish Yisrael, so 
we have this added part here that will be explained later. However, since there is another reason to explain that it means a Rishus, there's still another way to explain that im kesef talves ami, even though it's a Jew, it means a Rishus, that it's optional. Therefore, Rashi mentions that this is the opinion of Rabbi Yishmol, that's why he says the name, to negate that explanation. The reason Rashi mentions the name of Rabbi Shmuel is because in the Parsha Saman it's told that Meshur Rabbeinu instructed the Yidin that they should put aside a portion of it for the future generations. And Rashi explains in the days of Yermiyo when Yermiyo was rebuking them why aren't you occupying yourselves in Teirah and they say we should put aside our work and occupy ourselves in Torah. Where will we get Parnassah from? Yermio took out for them the container of the man, and he told them, Your forefathers had Parnassah from this. There are many shluchim, many messengers that Hashem can use to prepare food for those who fear Him. And so it seems that according to this, a yid shouldn't be working for his Parnassah, but should rather be learning Torah, and Hashem will provide him with Parnassah. And it's understood that whoever fulfills this and listens to Hashem will get his parnasa in a proper way and won't need Gimel Sosadim. And if a person doesn't have his parnasa and he needs to borrow money, it's understood that it's because he didn't listen to Hashem. And therefore, since we're talking about a Yid who goes against the Torah, therefore, we may be able to explain that it can't be called a Chayva, since it's unusual. There's two reasons. Number one, it's unusual for a Yid to conduct his general way of life in a way that's against the Torah. The Torah is telling him that he should be learning Torah, and Hashem will take care of him, and he's not listening. And number two, we can say that in such a case, it's not a mitzvah, since the person is not listening to Hashem. So it's not a mitzvah to lend money to such a Yid. It's only optional. And therefore, Rashi mentions the name of Rabbi Yishmol, who, in the Gemara of Brachas, he explains, unlike Rashbi, he explains and holds that when it says, you should gather your grain, it means that a person should work together with learning Torah. And so we see that Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion that a person is supposed to work. And even though if a person does everything properly, meaning he has the right balance of work and learning Torah, Hashem will give him Parnasa in a proper way, and he won't need Gemil's Chasadim. So here again, we have a Yid that obviously didn't listen to Hashem properly. He didn't have the right balance between work and Torah. Because if he did have the right balance, then he would have Parnasa without Gemil's Chasadim. So why don't we say the same thing? This is unusual, and in such a case, maybe it's not a mitzvah to lend this Yid money. It's only optional. Nevertheless, we don't say this because it's easy for a person to make a mistake in this regard. When we talk about balancing work and learning and getting the perfect balance, that's something which is very common. It's very normal and usual for a person to make a mistake and come to a situation where he needs Gemilas Chasadim. Very briefly, another reason to mention the name of Rabbi Yishmol in Parshas Yisrael is because Rabbi Yishmol is the source of Rashi's first pirush in the previous Pasuk. In the previous Pasuk it says, Mizbach Adama Tasali. And Rashi says it either means Mechuber Ba'adama or it means so either it means that it has to be attached to the ground or that they filled it up with earth. So Rabbi Shmuel is the source of his first parish in the previous Pasuk. And according to the first parish, that it means it's attached to the ground, then when it says it's obviously going to say something else, not how you build it, but with what you build it. And that's a chayva. But according to his second parish, that it means you should fill it up with earth, then you could say, is a 
the first option is to build a mizbeach that's filled with earth. And then the Pasuk says afterwards, And if you want to build instead one made of stones, so therefore Rashi mentions the name Rabbi Shmuel to hint to this fact that because we're following the first parish, that's the main one that Rashi brought, which is the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, that's why we can't read as a Rashus, and it must be a Chayva. Now we're going to answer the second question on the Rashi and Parshish Sisra. So one can still say that even though making a Mizbach Avonim is a Chayva, still the Pasuk in Yisrael, Ve'im Mizbach Avonim, is a Rishos. How can we say this? Because if we say that bricks are included in Avonim, Avonim is a general terminology that also refers to bricks. Then we can explain that when it says in the Pasuk that Rashi doesn't bring the first of the two Pesachim, the one that Rashi doesn't bring, when it says, it means all all Avonim, not just regular stones, but also bricks, and it doesn't negate bricks. And so when it says in Parshish Tasili, that's a Rishus to build from stones and not bricks. It's saying if you choose Avonim Mamish, literally stones, over the option of building it from stones or bricks. So it's a Rishus to build it specifically with stones and not bricks. And therefore Rashi brings the next of the two Pesachim, where it says Avonim Shleima is Tivne. Because Avonim Shleimis can't mean bricks. Avonim Shleimis means that they're there by nature and they're whole. Not something that was man-made. And bricks are man-made. So by bringing the Pasuk Avonim Shleimis Tivna, it's negating the option of it meaning bricks. It only means stones. So when it says in the Pasuk in Parshas Yisrael, V'im Mizbach Avonim, it's obviously a Chayva. Because that's the only option to build a Mizbeach from stones. Another reason that Rashi mentions the name of Rav Yishmol is that we find an argument between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Kiva about a number of things, whether they are a Rishus or Chayva. So this is not related to the word Im, but rather various things in Torah that they can ex- be explained as a Rishus or Chayva. And Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Kiva argue about them, and Rabbi Shmuel holds that they are a Rishus, while Rabbi Kiva holds that they are a Chayva. So here we see the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel aligned with his opinion over there that unless we're compelled to say otherwise, we're going to define things as a Rishus. And this is another reason that Rashi mentions the name of Rabbi Shmuel, to indicate that over here, in these three cases, where Rabbi Shmuel is saying that it's a Chayva, it's because there's a clear proof that it's a Chayva, because otherwise Rabbi Shmuel would say that it's a Rishus, because that's his opinion, that if we have a choice between explaining something as a Rishus or a Chayva, we're going to explain that it's a Rishus. From Yenishal Teira and Rashi, and connected to what we just learned about the argument between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, so this argument between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, in instances where there is no clear determination whether they are Rishus or Chayva, whether we rule that they are Rishus or whether we rule that they are Chayva, is related to their different ways in Avodah Hashem. Rabbi Shmuel was a Kain and possibly a Kain Gadol, and it says about a Kain that he's Kaddish Hulelikov by nature. That's his identity, and this is the Avodah of Tzadikim that they live in a realm of Kedusha of holiness. Rabbi Kiva, however, was a Ben Gerim, and he started learning Torah when he was forty, which is the Avodah of Tshuva. Now we know there's a teaching of the Mezutra Magid that he says that only a tzaddik is supposed to say what's brought down on Chazal, I want to eat Psar Chazir, but what should I do that Hashem doesn't let? However, a Balchuva, who is more connected to the bad, he's not allowed to say this because it's a danger for him. So he has to say, I don't want to eat it. And the same is true, this concept about the relationship of a tzaddik and a Balchuva to this statement is connected and related to Rishus and Chayva. By a tzaddik who has no connection to things that aren't Kedusha, and therefore he could say, I want to eat, but what should I do that Hashem doesn't let? So he, 
who has no connection to things that aren't in Gdusha, it's enough for him to do what's a chayva. It's not necessary to also do extra things that are a rishus. And anyway, probably if he has the opportunity, he'll do them. But it's not necessary to impose it on him. However, by a Baal Tshuva, he needs the extra push. He does have to do the extras. It's not a rishus, it's a chayva. Like it says about a Baal Tshuva, that if, he used to, if he's used to learning one daf, he must learn two. By him, it's a chayva. And this idea is a clear response to those who ask and wonder in regards to the revelation of Hasidus in our generations, which are not on such a high level, people wonder why is it revealed now? To the contrary, specifically in our times, because of the double darkness, we're like the Baal Tshuva, there's a need for the extra strength to overcome all the difficulties. And through our Veda and spreading Hasidus, we'll bring the coming of Mashiach, Bekar of Mamash.